What is up, guys? My name is Addison, and I'm whoa. Welcome back to Heart Hearts. <laughs> I screwed that up big time. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. This time last year, we started a really popular series that so many people loved, including us. And over the past couple months, we've just been doing a lot of reflecting on the podcast. So we've decided to bring back our creator series this October um, to catch up with some new people. So this week, we're talking to Chase Fulton. And before we hop in, will you introduce yourself, Chase? Howdy, I'm Chase Fulton. Uh, people commonly refer to me as Chasen or Chasen Jesus, but you can just call me Chase. Works. Chase, fun fact about me, right before I DM'd you, I was like, is his name Chase or Chasen? And I was like genuinely stressed because I was like, I don't know. And I was like, no way I'm about to say, hey, Chasen Jesus. I am not speaking well today at all. I like butcher the intro every single time I record it but it's okay that's a new one chasing Jesus we're working on it we're gonna get through yeah. it. it's fine yeah um, it'd be great <laughs> before we start we're gonna do some get to know you questions because we've missed doing get to know you questions and we feel like we should um get to know our guests before we start so our first one is ideally how would you spend your birthday Ideally, I think I would spend my birthday in a country in Europe. Um, I haven't decided whether it's Italy or France, but probably Italy. Um, and honestly, I would really just like to read. I think spending my birthday just off somewhere reading and enjoying the place around me, in a country that I actually really love and enjoy that isn't the one that I call home. Um, I think that would be a really beautiful birthday. So probably that some food in there somewhere yeah for sure like good italian or french food yeah something like that i don't know um european i guess i don't know i have no idea how i'd spend my birthday i think an ideal i don't know if this is a universal thing um i think it is because i've seen memes about it is like crying on your birthday i just mm. like it's just something that happens to me almost every year and i have no idea why but i think an ideal birthday for me would like not necessarily be one that I don't cry on because I think I just cry because I get overwhelmed really easily and like all the attention freaks me out. But I think like one where I'm just surrounded by like my core group of like friends, but also one where I just like am, it's a, it's a weird balance between like my extroverted self and introverted self of just like, I want to be with people, but I also would like love to not be with people so I don't know I think like definitely part of the day would be spent with friends but I think also part of the day would be spent time like reflecting or just doing like my normal daily routine I think that's what freaks me out about my birthday is it's like the one day of my year that I don't do the same exact routine that I do every other day and it just throws me for a loop every time so maybe it's just like a routine-based day that's like where we're the opposite because I love <laughs> birthdays because it's out of the ordinary. Like, yeah. I love like doing things differently that day. That's funny. We're so um, different. I think how I would spend my birthday, I kind of liked what you were saying, Chase, like going somewhere, um, like a different country. That would be so cool. Uh, I also have always wanted to, every year on my birthday, there's a hot air balloon festival and I've always wanted to go. Um, and I was going to go this year, but it got canceled last minute, but 
that would be so fun to go to. So the next question is, how would you describe your first job? My first job was difficult. <laughs> um, I've worked construction most of my life. So my first job was working on pools, digging holes, pouring concrete, doing a bunch of stuff. So uh, it was heavy labor, but it was rewarding. So, I mean, it was, it was a good job. Yeah, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, my first job, my first like official job that I got like a tax form for was being a server at a restaurant. Um, and now I don't eat at the restaurant and I think that says enough in itself, but it was, it was fun. Like while it lasted and then the business shut down because of COVID. So I was like kind of relieved, (laughs) but it was a lot of fun. It was just a lot of work and it was, I was young and I didn't realize that working was actually hard. Um, my first job, like, like what Addie was saying, where I actually got like a tax form was this summer, um, as a camp counselor and it was incredible, like best summer ever. I loved every minute of it. Um, so our last question is what is on your bucket list? What is on my bucket list? I think I would love to, it sounds really rudimentary to most people that live in the U S but I would love to go to Hawaii before I die. Um, I've been a bunch of places outside of the U S and different things there, but I've never been there and traveling is pretty important to me. And so I would like to go see the Island. Um, I think that's always something I've wanted to do. So even though it's not kind of the top of my list, it's one of the things. Yeah. 100%. Going to Hawaii was on my bucket list. And then my family got to go a few years ago and it was worth every single minute. Um, I think right now my bucket list is like all traveling um, because I've done a lot of the other stuff, which is cool. Um, But I just want to go to Jerusalem like so badly. I just want to go and spend time there. Um, And then like literally anywhere in Europe, I have always dreamed of touring, touring. I mean, visiting um, like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, just all the beautiful places because I've done a lot of studying over them and their cultures. Um, specifically like ancient times and Greek mythology and all that stuff. Um, I just think it'd be cool to like actually put like tangibility to what I've read about and like researched. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I think, okay, I heard one girl say this one time in high school and I like cling to it and I think it'd be really cool. She was saying that she goes on these like road trips to a bunch of different states and like like they like rent a van and and then they're like her goal was to get all 50 states before she graduated high school I thought that was so cool and obviously we're seniors so it's a little late for that I think it would be cool to go to all 50 states like on a road trip so Chase now that we've gotten to know you and had some fun questions we're just gonna hop right in so can you tell us a little bit about your experience with being a Christian content creator yeah course um a little bit of my experience has been I guess when I first started quote-unquote content producing um it was really an outlet for me to share what I had been learning um I mostly share everything I do through Instagram um TikTok is I don't know it, was, it never I don't know just never really got on it um 
Twitter wasn't really big for me, anything else. Um, and I actually thought social media was like from the devil. I thought that no one should be on it, that it was just something that was evil. And then uh, the Lord enlightened my heart to start writing some stuff in captions. And I remember people really gravitating towards things that I wrote because I wrote it in the form more of a diary than anything else. It was more of just my thoughts on things that would have been showing me. And that resonated with a good amount of people. And they started sending me messages about different things that the Lord was doing in their life through that. And that really made a mark on me because all I really wanted to do was help people understand that they're not alone and help people understand that the Lord cares about them and the things that, God wants to show them are readily available and there for them to see um, and experience. And so that was really big for me. So I guess in my experience of content creating, it it was more so like a way for my my soul to bleed in a way. And it really, it really left a mark on me. And so the affirmations and stuff that come from that have been positive mostly there's been negative stuff but i don't know the good far outweighs the bad yeah 100 i think whenever i started broken vessels um our blog that was something that i didn't realize would happen is just like people really resonate with this vulnerability and so it's something sophie and i talk about consistently it's just vulnerability sparks vulnerability um, and people are like constantly searching for somebody who feels the same way they do, whether they realize it or not. I think a lot of times I have the mindset that I'm like the only one going through something in the entire world and the probability of that is like next to none. Um, and first and foremost, Jesus has gone through absolutely everything and he has experienced fully God, fully man, all the vibes. Um, but um, with that, especially in our podcast, this idea of like I need to be perfect or I need to be put together in order to share the word of God or like share where I'm at is just such like a toxic mindset that I think a lot of people yeah. adopt um and without realizing it um I think it like really plagues especially like like on a lesser scale of like maybe not a pastor or whatnot but like when I go to share with my friends, like something that I've learned, I'm like, I don't want to teach unless I'm feeling good mentally and in it. And like, I've been on top of my Bible study and all these things. And it's like, there are good parts of that of like, yes, we should be poured into before we pour out um, and all that. But also we are called to come as we are and be vulnerable um, and transparent with just where we're at with community and where your writing comes in is just like, your writing is so real and like authentic. And I think whether it's scary or not to you anymore, I think it helps way, way more people realize that like, it's okay to not be like 100% perfect and to like have to process things that you're learning in the Bible and all these beautiful things. Thank you. I think that a lot of the times also like social media doesn't help because everyone looks put together on there. And I feel like what Addie was saying, a lot of times, I feel like I'm the only one who isn't put together. So I think like when people are real and honest and vulnerable, it like encourages me that like, okay, I'm not the only one that's like not feeling put together. Um, so our next question is, how has your life changed for you since you started creating content? 
I think it's become much more important to me being intentional with my life and it's become much more lively. Um, I perceive God as a creator. I perceive him to be the being who makes things not because he has to, but because he wants to and out of an overflow of love doesn't make things monotonous, but makes them kaleidoscopic and very dynamic and very different. Um, and so for me in creating and writing and, and doing whatever God is saying to do, life has become a lot more lively for me because I think when you follow in the footsteps of God and creating, you actually see what your soul is made of. You know, you, you'd see the DNA that's in you and it's really, it, it, it just puts a new perspective on things. Um, it's really incredible. So it's, it's honestly helped me tremendously, even just mentally. Like I think creativity is a major thing that helps mental health, um, especially with music. Like there's countless studies on that um, and art and writing and poetry and different things there. So I, I find it to be incredible. So it's, it's had a really positive impact on my life. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I think a lot of times when I get into like the worst parts of my depression and anxiety, like I'm just like really not feeling it is when I'm not fully seeking the Lord. And then also maybe I am fully seeking the Lord, but it's in like the same exact way that I've been doing. So every other day for like the rest of my life kind of thing where I just get into this, checking it off the to-do list of like, I'm going to read this chapter of Psalms every night before I go to bed or whatever. Um, and it's just like, I'm just doing it. And there's no feeling, no, no emotion for Christ, no um, desire to actually be in his word and know him. Um, and in John 10, 10, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, it's just like an incredible reminder for me that like, not only did Jesus come so that we could have life and like obviously be made new in him, but he also like wanted to create this world that is beautiful and has so much for us to enjoy and to live life um, in his creation, obviously worshiping and glorifying him. But there are so many things like he is so gracious and so good and so creative um, to create a world where like I just went to Glacier National Park and the leaves are changing colors and it's like beautiful. And there was a moose and it was glorious. Um, and it's like, God didn't have to create any of that. He absolutely could have just put us into like the most boring, grossest world and been like, worship me, praise me. And he didn't because he is good and gracious. And I think that's something that like falls flat way too often. Yeah, definitely. I think also um, like what you're talking about is like whenever you like are writing something or like talking about God, like it teaches, like it is like an outpouring of your soul and you're like learning about your soul. And I feel like that's like what the podcast has done for me. Like it's helped me learn so much about who God is and his character. And I think that it's something really cool how um, that works. So we will be right back to their show, but first... Hold up, it's time for a commercial break. So make sure you follow our Instagram 
at a faith podcast and also go follow chase on instagram we will tag that in the show notes <laughs> um if you want any prayer requests or just want to talk you can email us it's our hearts surrendered at gmail.com there's two s's if you want to leave a rating and review on um the platform you're listening with go ahead and do it i'd be pretty cool um and lastly if you want to read our blog you can go over to brokenvesselsblog.com so i think that's everything now back to our show so how have you seen god move in and through you in the past year that's a that's a loaded question um in and through me i growing up did not realize until this last year how incredibly prideful I've been. Um, something I posted recently, which got a lot of attention, I guess you could say, was I wrote the statement, insecurity is prideful. And it's something I felt the Lord speak into my heart over the summer. I spent most of the summer, well, actually all of the summer in Zambia and Zimbabwe. and while I was there, something the Lord really spoke to me was the way that pride manifests itself, yes, in arrogance, but pride is self-centeredness and the topic of insecurity. I, I have insecurities off the wazoo. I think everyone does and there are things that people wrestle with and fears are natural and they're natural to the human condition. But I realized how self-centered it is because I was taking my opinions and elevating them over the truth of what God said about me. And instead of just following along with the Lord's voice and saying, Oh, God has forgiven me. He's freed me. He's given me grace. He's given me strength. He's given me a spirit. He's made me holy. He's elevating me into this place of walking in a manner, which is worthy of my calling. And he's like, he, he's doing all these things in my life and being there, um, I realized I was just letting my own opinions or the opinions of others and the fear of man, like sway that. And so something that's been really harping on me recently is that statement of just, Hey, I, it's okay for me to walk in confidence of who God says I am. Like, that's not a bad thing. And that's not selfish of me to, you know, speak in a way that's good of myself. Um, I, I quoted C.S. Lewis's quote of, you know, humility um, is not, you know, thinking less of yourself, but of yourself less and saying, hey, just don't don't have a narcissistic mindset. Don't be egocentric. Actually be God centric. Um, and that's been really impactful to me. The Lord's been really kind and patient with me to lead me as a shepherd through a lot of really hard stuff in my brain and in my soul, but it's been incredibly impactful. Um, I don't know. Learning what humility actually looks like is crazy. It, it has made no sense to me and absolutely all the sense in the world. And it's, it's just been incredible. So I would say that's probably been the biggest thing that the Lord's spoken on in my heart. Um, other than that, I've just watched him be, faithful um he really does abundantly more than we could ever ask uh whether it's obviously god you know is it's not a prosperity gospel but god takes care of his people and so i've watched god in times of me needing finances 
pull through. And in times of me needing peace, give me peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, I watched him bring joy to my heart when I literally should have had none. Um, I watched him do just some miraculous stuff. Um, and so he's, he's just been incredible. So that's a slight overview of my last year, I guess you could say. Yeah. Dang. I went, okay. Recently, actually in like January, February, um, went through this book called from pride to humility. Oh my gosh. Today is not speaking from, <laughs> from pride to humility. Um, and I like, you could ask me a million times if I was prideful and I would have never told you. Yes. Um, I was just like, that's just not something that I struggle with. No shame to like those who do. That's like just a normal thing. I struggle with other things. Um, and it, I just like have never thought of myself as prideful and in in that of itself, it's probably prideful. Um, but one of the things the book was talking about, it went through like this whole checklist and I was just like getting destroyed. I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> like, this is so embarrassing. Um, it was like basically a 50 page book that was like literally just a checklist. And it's like, check what you like find yourself doing. Um, and it would just like find the root of it is like almost all sin is rooted in pride. Obviously not all sin, but a lot of sin is rooted in pride. Um, and one of those being like self-pity, I would absolutely like, if you asked me like, what do you struggle with a lot? And I would say like self-pity, um, and just like self-deprecation and all the things of high school and, and beyond. Um, but I just like would never have deemed that as pride, but like the, the way the book explained, it was just like basically essentially what exactly you were saying is just like in and of itself, self-pity is just like thinking that you deserve so much more than you already have and not being grateful for like what you do have and thinking that like you deserve more and in and of itself, it's just pride. Um, and I like never <laughs> would have connected the dots. And I was like, so I was like 30 minutes away from my house. And like, I literally sat in silence, which I never do because silence is so uncomfortable. But I was like, just thinking about like, all the ways that book tore me up. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am disgusting. I was like, I literally am disgusting. So prideful. Um, so many of my actions are like in and from pride. And I like haven't thought of like haven't thought about it nearly as much as I should. But it's just something that like is so common um and so commonly like ignored, like on accident, I think. And a lot of in my life specifically, I just like ignore the things or I can like call it out. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so prideful of me. But then I'll like repeat that action and not repent of it. Um, so I absolutely like insecurity is prideful. Absolutely um, resonate with like how the Lord is teaching you that. Um, and yeah, the Lord absolutely provides. And it's so, so crazy to see how the Lord provides in so many different circumstances and ways. Yeah, definitely. I, um, agree with what Addie was saying a lot about self-pity I feel like that's something that I wouldn't have thought about being pride before but um I think something that I've been learning recently is how like ungrateful I can be for like what I what has like been placed in my life and instead um get like just annoyed and impatient like why why don't I like have these things or like why isn't this happening or whatever this circumstance may be. And I think um, something that I've been learning a lot is just like gratitude and just like thankfulness for just life and for Jesus and for salvation. Um, so our last question is, what is one bold prayer for the rest of this year and looking into the future? That is a hard question to answer. Um, 
I think a bold prayer is a prayer of availability. Um, I've been studying Christ as the good shepherd a lot. Um, the Lord's been showing me a lot through Psalm 23 and John 10 and kind of all the chapters there and Hebrews 4, Joshua 1, all these, all this different stuff. And something I've found a lot of is uh, we have to be willing to get out of the way of what God wants to do in our lives because really the biggest enemy we're up against is not the one who's been defeated, but is ourselves because we tend to make ourselves unavailable to the stuff God wants to do. Um, whether that be through, you know, some, just, just something, um, mostly through pride. And so something God's been really showing me a lot of is how do I leave myself available and open to God doing whatever he wants to do with my life and me not questioning it, but me listening to his voice and saying, Hey, I'm going to go there because that's where my shepherd is and I can trust him. And even though the paths of righteousness look like the valleys of the shadow of death. Like I won't fear any evil because like God is with me. Um, and when I look back, I'm not going to see, you know, regret and shame and, and bitterness and all these different things, but I'm actually going to see mercy and goodness. Like they're going to follow me for the rest of my life. Um, and like, I will be anointed by the Lord there. And so that's been really harping on me is the availability to actually just step into the promised land. You know, like I, I think of the story of Joshua a lot. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, a, I think that's a bold prayer, um, for this time and kind of into the futures. Hey God, what do you want to do with my life? And how do I just let you do it with my life? You know, like, how do I partner in with that? Um, just kind of abandoned. Yeah, that's good. That is bold for sure um i love asking this question and like every time we make an episode i try to think of a new bold prayer to to pray um and i can't do it this week so i'm gonna repeat mine from last week i think and it's just like for surrender um and like genuine surrender in which i give everything to christ and like leave it there instead of picking it back up because i feel like that is just like a vicious cycle that i'm consistently in um but yeah so if anything yeah, definitely. I um, love what you said because I feel like that is something that I'm so um, guilty of is being like, Lord, like I'm available, use me. But then the minute it goes against like what I want my plan to be, I'm like, mm, let's try again. <laughs> and that's like, it's like so um, like it's hypocritical, honestly. And I think it's something that is definitely bold. Um, but I think if you allow the Lord to really use that, like you just Wow, that's just a really good prayer. I think that's all I have. So um, will you pray us out? I, I would be glad to. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, awesome. <laughs> the way we just like threw you into that. So sorry. No, you're so good. I love praying. Um, all right. Well, Abba, um, thank you. You do things that we don't even see and things that we can't even thank you for. So we thank you for the thing that you've done before all the universe that we can thank you for infinitely, which is you dying on the cross for our sins, that we would be resurrected with you and join you in eternal life, not just in the next life, but in this one. Um, thank you for the power that your 
spirit brings to our lives and the way that you heal and touch our bodies, the way that you heal our minds, the way that you bring us into rightness and just allow us to walk in holiness with you. Um, we're incredibly thankful for you. So I'm praying for anyone that's listening to this, that their hearts would be touched by your word, that their hearts would be touched by your spirit. Um, if there were words that I spoke that didn't need to be spoken, I'm praying that you would eliminate those from their minds. Um, but if there were things from your spirit, I'm praying that those would speak to them with comfort, but conviction as well. Um, we love you, Lord, for everything you've done and everything you are doing and everything you will do. You are love personified. So thank you for choosing to love us. We're incredibly grateful. So your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Chase, thank you so much for joining us. You were a true joy to have on. And it was so, so, so cool to like just talk to you and meet you. It was really cool. Um, and listeners, thank you guys so much for listening. Let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week.